0: Hello and welcome to day 78 of our Bible reading course. Today's passage shines a light on the early church in Jerusalem, beginning and ending with a description of their life together. Sandwiched between these is a healing miracle, leading to a confrontation with the religious authorities. Sound familiar? Also, look out for how many times the name of Jesus is referred to. Our reading is Acts chapter 2 verse 42 to the end of chapter 4. Let's pray. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Gracious God, receive my worship and praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Then he went with them into the temple court, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed, and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the Holy and Righteous One and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders' but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah, who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, Through your offspring all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realised that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them, because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there was no needy person among them. For from time to time those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned, and brought the money, and put it at the apostles' feet. It's no coincidence that the account of Pentecost is immediately followed by a description of the life of the early church. The power of their preaching and miracles is matched every step by the power of their relationships together. Church was not something they attended, it was who they were, a body of believers bound closely to one another. This was every bit as much the work of the Holy Spirit as was the ministry of the apostles. We note in particular how they shared their material wealth so that there was no needy person among them. No wonder they continued to grow so quickly in number. As the opening verse of Acts stated yesterday, the apostles' ministry is a mirror and continuation of that of Jesus himself. It begins with a great healing. Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. And then the first mention of the name of Jesus. Peter speaks to the gathering crowd, and we see again how his understanding about Jesus has grown. He's the Holy and Righteous One, the author of life even. Another mention of the resurrection and of there being witnesses. This healing has happened through the name of Jesus and faith in that name. But although Peter has laid the blame for Jesus' death at the door of the people and their leaders, he also recognises that it was to fulfil God's will and therefore echoes the prayer of Jesus on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Now, however, there is no doubt as to what they should do. They are to repent and turn to God so that he will wipe away their sins and bless them and in time send Jesus back to earth to restore everything, in accordance with those great visions of the kingdom of God we read in the Old Testament. Peter concludes with a hint at the universal scope of the gospel with that reference to Abraham. Through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. Little did he know what that would mean for him personally in just a few chapters' time. The number of believers continues to increase rapidly, now 5,000 men alone. But as with Jesus, not everyone's happy with Peter's words. He and John are arrested and appear before the Sanhedrin, just as their master had done. Once again, the name of Jesus is credited for the healing, the only name under heaven by which we and they must be saved. Bearing in mind what this council of leaders did to Jesus just a few weeks earlier, Peter's certainly brave. Which is exactly what the believers pray for when he and John are finally released and rejoin them. Yes, another prayer meeting. They were devoted to them. And the power of God is poured out once more. Because it wasn't protection from persecution that they sought, rather the boldness to declare the gospel, whatever the cost. As I listened to those early accounts of the believer's life together, what thoughts and feelings came to mind? Nostalgia for the past? An impossible ideal? Despair for how shallow our modern fellowship can sometimes be? Or something to aspire to and aim for? If the latter, how might it begin? Peter tells the Sanhedrin, As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. They'd witnessed extraordinary things for sure. What is my testimony? The things I have seen and heard. What difference does faith in Jesus make to me day by day? How can I give voice to that? And what's my experience of prayer meetings? Wonderful and uplifting? Just for the keen ones? Feelings of inadequacy, as I can't pray as confidently as other people? Boring? Or, great idea, but I just don't have the time? Am I okay with my answer? Lord Jesus, I praise you that the Gospel is about both the forgiveness of sins and also times of refreshing. Whatever my situation at present during this pandemic lockdown, help me to seek and find such moments of restoration during my day and my week. And thank you for the notable sign that Peter and John performed in your name that day, which could not be ignored, even by their opponents. May the work and witness of my own church and all those around the world be so notable that it catches people's attention and opens the way for us to speak of the hope that we have in you. For your name's sake. Amen.